Hello, everyone. Welcome to He's a Keeper. I'm your host, Jaden. I'm your host, Jaden Cron, and this is He's a Keeper. Hi, everybody. Welcome to He's a Keeper. I'm your host, Jaden Cron. And I'm your host, Zachary LeDuc. But actually, I'm Zachary LeDuc, and he's Jaden Cron. We assumed each other's identities. Wow. Whoa. That's what Crazy. happens in the movie we're watching this week. It's called Taking Lives. You get it? Taking lives, taking Take time. Two. Taking two. Hey, time. it's me, Liam Neeson. Welcome to my hit film, Taken Two, where there's some shaky cam as I go over a fence. Hi. Um, I think that's Taken Three. So. Oh, that's that is true. That is Taken Three. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for uh, and it's not for it's slandering. Not, it's not shaky cam. It's a million cuts. Yeah. Well, with shaky cam and a million cuts. True. A million cuts is the is the more egregious problem. Yeah. Um, anyways, speaking of week, egregious problem and bad editing, we're watching <laughs> Taken Lives this week. I mean, I didn't I didn't notice that much. There was like one specific thing where I was like, "Why did you put in four cuts there?" But yeah. anyways, um, so this movie, this movie stars Angelina Jolie and Ethan Hawke. Sure and does. She's a. Kiefer, I guess, is a supporting role. I thought he'd be more in this. We'll get to that later. She's an FBI woman. Uh, she's, you know, in in Montreal, my favorite city. As the FBI's want to do. Yeah, well, because Dickhead McGee Frenchman is like, oh, we have to bring in someone from the outside. Or oh, uh, Agent Scott. Uh. And then, like, it cuts to her, like, lying in a grave. And she's like, yep, uh, I think that the uh, I think the murderer uh, was very intentional when he uh, dug this grave. <laughs> Basically, there's a serial killer going around and he assumes people's identities when he kills them. Yeah, kind of like Kiefer did in the Killing Time, um, except this guy's been you know been doing it for like ages. Yeah, like the first the first bit of the movie is him when he's a teen, his first victim. He's on a bus with a guy, then buying a car. Uh, he crashes a car and takes over the guy's identity, and it's all. No, he um yeah he like crashes the car and then he pushes the guy in front of an oncoming vehicle and the guy gets like hit by the vehicle and then he smashes his head in and takes his identity yeah he's just like hey we're the same height and then yeah that moment on and then yeets him (sighs) okay and yeah so angelina jolie she looks for the serial killer but she ends up meeting up with um this guy who's originally a suspect but is now just a witness whose name is costa and she like learns things from him, and then um, I think you first see Kiefer like half an hour into this movie, yeah. And then he shows up like, but it's just like a picture of his face, like it's just his face. He's like sitting in a darkened car, and you're like, oh hey, that's Kiefer. Is the yeah. movie gonna be good now? No. And then ten minutes later, he shows up again, and that's when the movie is. Yeah, that's when I enjoyed the movie the yeah, most was when Kiefer's on screen. Kiefer's up in his day. Yeah, because because it, it, it picks up and he there's like action scenes with him. But basically, Kiefer Sutherland and Costa, the art guy, get caught in a they get into a car accident and Kiefer dies and Costa survives. But then it turns out the whole time after a sex scene that Costa was the serial killer. And yeah. so Angelina, Angelina Lee is very sad because uh, that was yeah, they they had sex together. Yeah, and, and like she had wanted to remove herself from the case because she was starting to develop feelings for him, 
and mm-hmm. she was talked out of it, and then this she, happened. She should have. And so then, um, I don't know. She gets fired from the FBI, which is fair. And then seven months later, um, she's like living on her own in Pennsylvania, and he shows up, and she's like pregnant. And then he's like, he shows up at her house, and he's like, "Hey, tell me those are my kids." And she's like, "No." I know your kids, and he's like, tell me those are my kids. So that's really like a whole ton of him just like abusing her and it just not being a very fun time. No, it was rough. Um, yeah, it was not good. He eventually uh, like stabs her womb. So yeah, like the so the the end of the movie, so he stabs her in in the womb. Um, mm-hmm. she pulls out the scissors, stabs mm-hmm. him in the chest, and reveals oh, it was a fake pregnant belly she had like mm-hmm. this whole she had a nursery set up she was like getting like nurse yeah <laughs> nursery supplies in the mail it was a whole long con and then long, long con. she like calls the guy from montreal it's like i got him and <laughs> fade to black while well, u2 music plays in the background yeah so bad um, really just kind of sums it all up yeah yeah this movie Ugh. It's it's trying too hard. It's like it has so many twists to it. Yeah, I mean, okay. For me, there was only like two twists. I well, it, it, was like, it has like it has the twist, but then it has it's trying so hard to like misdirect you that it just doesn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the first, like the first, you know, forty minutes to an hour, like before Kiefer shows up, I was like not really paying any attention because it's just. This is boring. Yeah. Because I don't care about Angelina Jolie. No, her character is I I want to solve a murder. That's yeah. That. Oh, she's also like there's a bit of a oh she's a woman, she can be a detective too kind of a thing going on. Yeah. And so I bet they think they were like really saying something when it's like, oh, she's a mother and he stabs her all, oh, but she was faking it the whole time. It's just it's just so much of it is just such a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there's n- none of the characters. I don't have any reason to care about any of the characters. I mean, especially like, you know, I don't know. Angle us us anglophones aren't particularly, uh, you know, ready to watch a movie about French Ben, we which do is have... what this movie is. It well, is, like, also it... it's about Angelina Jolie. Yeah, that's also true, which I'm not really predisposed to watch a movie with Angelina Jolie either, because she just kind of, like, stares and yeah. has, like, her mile-wide lips. It's just kind of like, oh, And it's just it's kind of hard to watch a movie. It's like, oh, that's um, Agent Scott. It's like, no, that's Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Like, that's, that's her. Yep. I don't know, for someone who's watched week on a weekly basis movies with Kiefer Sutherland in it I I find it harder to see the to separate Angelina Jolie from mm. like a character than yeah, like that's, Kiefer Sutherland that's fair um not, I'm not even saying that she's a bad actor I'm just saying like you know it's just the level of stardom yeah well and for me it's I haven't I don't even think I've seen her in any other movies yeah um, that I can think of and so but just this movie is not great. Um, there's some, there's, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, like, the whole twist of Costa being the serial, serial killer was spoiled for me because I was looking on the Wikipedia article for it, and it's like, Ethan Hawke plays Costa slash Asher, and I was like, oh, no. Oh! Well, even just the fact that, like, everything's all nice and wrapped up and it's like there's like half an hour left in the movie mm-hmm. it's kind of a good a big tell but then they try to do a misdirection they're like one of the the french uh police one of the french detectives because so earlier in the movie they find his childhood house they find the serial killer's mm-hmm. childhood house and they see these little paper dolls that he made and mm-hmm. then we see one of the french detectives making one of those and he's asking around for where uh, Agent Scott is, and I didn't even notice that. I was so tuned out of the film. I was, I was just like, eh? but it's just, it's just like, it's just trying to, like, be like, oh, it's this guy actually, but then immediately it isn't. So it's just mm-hmm. there's no point to it. Yeah, it's just not that good of a. They don't like lean into the concept. No. That much, anyways. I feel like, I feel like he could have, you know, re. I feel like they could have um, had him switch identities a couple of times. Yeah. Also, like, they. I don't know. At the beginning, they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna do a reconstruction of a skull." Yeah. From these bodies, because he always smashes the heads in, so that you know it's harder for them to identify, like, who the body was, because the idea is that he murdered who he was living as before. Um, and so, like, they say, yeah, we're going to build a, a skull profile of this. And, like, wouldn't you be able to tell that? If you can, like, yeah, like <laughs> rebuild if... their skull structure, you can kind of tell what their face would look like. Well, wasn't that the... That was the one that supposedly Costa had witnessed, so... Oh. Didn't... Which is... Kind of just brings up, like, what happened... Why did he... Like, mm-hmm. why did he report himself? I don't... See this movie, it the twist doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, here's what I think happened. I think they they wrote the script. They realized they had like sixty pages, and they're like, "This is not <laughs> enough." How long is this movie? Is this movie like two hours? Hour forty-five, something like that. Yeah, okay, one forty-three. So yeah, def- then mm-hmm. definitely they're like, "Okay, we have sixty pages." <laughs> what a- twist? It was him. Because like mm-hmm. I don't know, it's it's both very obvious. That they're setting it up to be like, oh, he's don't trust him. He's a bad guy. But also, if you th- if you take any time to think about it, it doesn't make any sense. That yeah, Costa like he does the murder. He, you know, they give him like a couple creepy lines and things. Even like, there's one part, um, when it's like supposedly Costa's, like his art gallery. Angelina Josie's like, oh hey, you keep you keep yourself safe out there. And they're having a conversation. He's and for, for whatever reason, he's just like nice guys like me yeah. never get the girl <laughs> and it was she's like, like uh you're nice and she's like don't say that nice guys finish last stupid yeah dumb. yeah there's a lot of dumb lines like the part when the uh, so they get the serial killer's mom in to like mm-hmm. identify if the one body they have is him and she's just like gonna go like touch his forehead until like I don't know use mom powers <laughs> and the, the, the French police was like no you can't touch the body and she's just like I can touch whatever I want and then she leaves yeah she like just kind of like 
touches the body for a second and just like leaves all upset and then goes to the elevator mm-hmm. and gets killed. Yeah. I also twist. did not buy that um Oh goodness. I don't know that his whole like cause his whole serial killerness was like supposedly incited just yeah. by the fact that he had a traumatic river incident with his twin brother who died. Like I thought they were setting up for like he was the twin. Yeah, because the whole thing is like, about Martin, assuming identities. Like anything, like this is what I mean. Of like, there's so many like things that don't go anywhere. They do a mm-hmm. Chekhov's gun at the end, where like, so she gets to the house, you see there's a hunting rifle on the wall. But then later, like she's reaching for a gun under the table, and the serial killer had taken all the it. guns from around the house, but he never mentioned that one. So I mm. thought she was trying to get to that. You know, it's just there's so many things. But then she there. ends up going for scissors. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine if he had just like bothered to shoot her in the womb? <laughs> like, why did he have to go to all the trouble? Like, stab. I don't know. You know, he had a gun. Yeah. Like she makes it out like it was her, her her master plan. She barely was able to get to the scissors before he. Yeah, her. Hey, she's like acting. You know, she's like, I don't know. It seemed the whole time that she was like, you know, pregnant, weak. Yeah, because she's carrying two children inside of her for that entire fight scene. Then she's like, ah, gotcha, Woo-hoo. goodbye. And like, I love how it it just kind of ends on that. Like, oh, I mean. Your career's over. Yeah, you just you killed got this the man. one guy. Like, uh. it's just, it's trying too hard. Although apparently, I say like, I said, mm-hmm. I, I said that thing about the script. Apparently, it's based on a book, so who knows? Oh, okay. Well, anyways, it's also like very Canadian. Yeah, very Montreal. Least, yeah, and like, there's like references to things where like. I don't know, it's just like, yeah, Costa was born in Nova Scotia. Yeah. It's like... It's like, oh, I should have never moved from Winnipeg. Yeah, and it's like, okay, whatever. You know, he's like later in a train, and it's, um, oh, man. It's just like, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I've been, you know, I go to Alberta, I go to BC, I go to Saskatchewan. <laughs> I'm just scouting for... <laughs> oh, just going out for a rip there. Yeah, dear bud. And he's like, ooh, so you travel and you're not married. Ooh, and then he kills that guy. But I don't think he takes his identity for a bit. No, he does. He takes his hat. He oh, sits okay. down. Because they, they re- he calls uh, Scott and he yeah. realize he's on the train. But they don't mm-hmm. get him. Yeah, because then he like escapes once he gets to Moncton. <sighs> Good old Moncton. Good old Moncton. There was a part, so after uh, like after they realized that Costa was the guy the whole time, um, mm-hmm. one of the police officers slaps Agent Scott because mm-hmm. he blames her for the death of uh, the other officer who died, quote-unquote, protecting Costa. Um, but I swear one of, them, one of the, the police officers just yells baguette. <laughs> like, I'm fairly certain. That's, that's fair. I didn't. I didn't notice that. Um, just another thing, though, is that, like, there's, like, a twist that um, he, I don't know, they, like, have a flashback to the scene where, um, with Kiefer. Yeah. And, like, in the scene that we see, Kiefer's, like, obviously strangling him. And then in the flashback, it's, like, the other way around and he's faking it. Yeah. But, like, 
you explicitly showed us with like Kiefer, like in that you you can't just do that. Yeah. Well, it's not like unreliable narrator because there's no narrator. No, there's there's nothing. That's see, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's the twist does not work at all. Mm-hmm. It's so clearly, mm-hmm. just it's Kiefer. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I feel like if it hadn't tried to be so clever, I wouldn't mind this movie. Like, I I didn't love it up until that point, but it was fine. But the fact that it's just trying so hard to be so smart. Mm-hmm. And it, it The thing, I think what makes it, like, goes from, okay, whatever, this is, like, it's trying hard to be smart, but whatever, is just that this is just a, um... It's just a damn seven ripoff. Yeah. Like, it's not good. It's seven, but I, but there's no, there's nothing behind it. Yeah. There's no interesting characters. Like seven mm-hmm. works because it's an interesting character study. Mm-hmm. These two like opposites kind of. Yeah. And sides. how, yeah. And how the city impacts them. Um, this movie is just, Oh, Angelina Jolie and some, some Quebecois. Oh man! Oh, she no, she's a she's a real woman. She she can speak French. She can so speak French, you guys. You guys, she's a ha But you thought she was a dumb. But you thought she she was here to look uh, pretty. Although, in this movie's defense, mm-hmm. there was a nipple on screen. So, oh yeah, good movie. Yep. Oh yeah, and they like there's a point where she has sex with the serial killer. And so like and just afterwards it's like they they, they even do a fake out twist yeah. there when it's like, God. oh no, he's bleeding. What's going on? And it's like, ah ha ha, you dumb viewer. He was just uh he was just uh yeah, he was ditches burst. Yeah, too too much sex. And it was like nice. just right after they show the they do the misdirect with the French guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't um, it's not good. Not good. I mean like honestly, okay. I maybe maybe I'm crazy. I think it's just cuz I'm a Kiefer fan. Yeah. Like if Kiefer and Ethan Hawke had been switched, mm. it would be, be it would be better. Yeah, I mean I'm not the world's biggest fan of Ethan Hawke, but you know, so like Three minutes of Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. All the other minutes of Kiefer Sutherland. I could mm-hmm. agree with that. Yeah. Oh, they... Oh, see, just from a technical point of view, this movie's just... It's so bland, so blah. Like, they do a Zolly witch for those uh, not in the film industry. A Zolly is when you zoom back, but are you, you dolly the camera back, so you move the camera physically back, but you also zoom in, so it creates... Mm-hmm an effect of the background moving, but the subject staying in the same position, and it makes it very disorienting. They do yeah. this in this movie, and it's like the mm-hmm. lamest Zolly. And it, it really is. She's just like... It's when she like figures out that he's a serial killer, and she's like... <gasps> and it's just it's just, it's because just she's just looking. Like, yeah. she's just kind of like dead-eyed, like, whoa, oh, no. And then he's just cuts to a shot of her, like, on the other side of her, just yeah. right away. It just takes away um, any impact it has. Um. Also, also the score, man. Yeah. Freaking, I think was it 
was it Philip Glass who did this? I don't know. I was looking at the Wikipedia page. He's he's done things, but uh, it's just it's just yeah. overbearing. Yeah, and la- like it's, you can't hear. It's not. I mean, I I'll give the score credit. It's more than nothing. <laughs> like I don't know. It was more interesting than some like than a lot of boring movie scores I've had to listen to over the course of my life. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah, there's like, there's the occasional time where they try and do RC things. Like, um, oh, weird scene when she's um at the mom's house and they're talking and she's just like looking all around the room. Yeah. And like, it's got like all these close-ups of like the mom's fingernails and like, yeah. you hear like the birds tripping. It's like, what, what was, was that? What, what? Because it never happens again. Yeah, I think it was just that they were like trying to be like, no, she's a, you guys, she's a skilled detective, which is why she does the good old like. Actually, did you know that psychopaths don't really feel anything? Yeah. Ha ha ha! Now you know. It's proven by brain science. Um. Teach uh, teach you a lot of things at that there uh, Quantico, huh? Yeah. And so there's like one in, in this montage of these like close ups during her like, I don't know, detective. Maybe she was just, you know, like having a panic attack and trying to focus on things to ground herself in reality. <laughs> Probably not. though. This movie's not that interesting. But um, and so uh, there was like one good shot in that when it was like the bird cage and like the cage, like the wires, the wire was like kind of out of focus, but you could see the birds clearly. And I'm like, Whoa. bro. <laughs> yeah um why did she why did she have what what was the whole thing with so like she they go into the 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 mom's basement and like it's like martin's room which is the mm-hmm. name of the serial killer i don't know if we've even said that yet but like what was yeah like yeah she didn't really I think she was still, like, trying to confirm if Martin was the suspect. But, like, was that his childhood bedroom? Because if so, okay. That's also true. But, like, it kind of, like, from what I got from it, it kind of, I thought that maybe he was hiding out there or he had been there Mm -hmm. recently. Yeah, it was. he was there. Yeah. To strangle her from under bed. That's true. I forgot about that. That was, yeah, this movie also has, like, a lot of moments that that are just jump scares. Yeah. Like, when his arm comes out of the bed. Um. Yeah, the body. I mean, that one was okay. Yeah, but mostly those two moments. There's a part where they're like in an apartment when the oh god, the movie was just so boring for so long. I want to. I want to let you all know that we literally just finished watching this movie minutes before recording. Like, like, like pretty much like this morning or like yesterday. This is completely fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just don't. I don't know. I, I just don't like the French characters in this movie. No. They're just, I mean, like, it's like, oh, ha, ha, madame, I do not trust you. Ha, ha, you are, you are silly English here. Ha, ha, ha. Well, they do the, it's like the classic like, dynamic of, the, mm-hmm. you know, they're just about to solve the case. They don't need some outside help. They could have done it a lot more interesting. You know, it's like, why mm-hmm. is this American federal mm-hmm. agent helping Canadian police? Like, they could have yeah. done had an interesting dynamic there. They could have, you know, they they grow to trust each other, and then when the one cop dies, that would have been impactful, and I would have cared. But there's no character development. There's no relationships. I don't 
care about any of them. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of jerks to each other. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, okay, I guess you're just kind of a dick. Is it a keeper? No. 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 Like, honestly, I think... Because I think everything else is like... Like, it's it's competent enough. We've certainly seen worse movies. Yeah. Like, I honestly like, think... But I... But, 45 million never mind how did you spend 45 million on this hmm. wow i guess um, i actually know that, that makes sense angelina jolie in 2004 that's fair yeah and Kiefer in 2004 i mean he's there for like five seconds yeah yeah but uh yeah it's so annoying that because <laughs> like in the opening credits even like Kiefer's other one gets like third place on the billing yeah and it's and you're like, oh, that's you know partly why I chose this movie is because I thought it's gonna be in there, but uh, I guess he wasn't taking oh. lies more like taking lies. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um. This might have been a uh, this might have been a Kiefer if we had been allowed to see a Kiefer performance. Yeah. If he was in this movie, that would have... If he was in this movie more, you know, like, if we had been able to get a crazy Kiefer performance out of this... Because the the parts where he's in, he legitimately... He's great. He's, he's like, he's he's, he's the only one who has any energy the entire movie. It's like, he goes up and struggles again. He's like, eh. Are the police on to me? That guy's like, oh, no. Just a little mannerisms, like he's like smoking the cigarette when he confronts <laughs> Ethan Hawke. It's, it's just so good. Yeah. And then. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not Bad a key movie. Do we want Bad. to move on to trivia? Yeah, you can do some trivia. Okay, let's do some trivia. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You do some trivia. This is so your despite- segment. Despite third billing, Kiefer Sutherland only has 17 lines and just over three minutes of actual screen time in the movie. Oh, no. The rest of these are not in any way. Oh, well, actually, no, this one here. Donald Sutherland, that's Kiefer Sutherland's father, with a full beard, uh, is used as a model picture in one of the sketches shown when Elena first explains the MO of the killer. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> This has been Kiefer IMDb trivia. That's the segment. Okay, I got some uh, got some reviews here. Reviews you can use. Amazon reviews. There will be some IMDb reviews here today, folks, because there are no one star reviews on Amazon.ca. There's no. There, there are. But there's no full like review. Like there's ratings. Huh. Yep. Okay, but I've got some. I've got some international reviews here today so not just because usually we just get them from canada to the united states but here's one from the united kingdom coming to us from big al 82 it's big al it should have been a five-star film i don't know why i'm in the united kingdom but hey i'm big al hey (laughs) don't get me wrong i do like angelina jolie especially over that non-actress jennifer aniston (laughs) but this film an improvement over bone collector is utterly destroyed by a repugnant sex scene in which the admittedly gorgeous, rotten, coward Ethan Hawke keeps his entire wardrobe on. Talk about a passion killer. Yes, go on. 
other than that, this series, serial killer thriller, is not bad. It's no copycat, but it's entirely watchable. When fully clothed, La Jolie is extremely convincing as the unorthodox Epia Profilera. Sorry, he said La Jolie. Oh. Gina Rollins adds a touch of class as the doomed mother. Oliver Martinez is all about macho bluster. Kiefer Sutherland, great actor that he is, barely registers here. In a tiny role, Justin Chatwin is absolutely yummy. Hmm. And Paul Dano makes an evil baddie. There's some evil, there's some fairly gruesome, gruesome imagery here, possibly trying to emulate the vastly superior Seven. There you go. Who's pa- Paul Dano's the bad? I thought. You Who's Paul Dano? Paul. Oh, Paul Dano plays the young version of Ethan Hawke oh. for the first like twenty seconds. Of... No, he's he. I okay. I'm not gonna lie. For a bit, I w- I literally thought that it was like that. That like the young serial killer was like Kiefer. Was yeah. like a re- like they like just tried to make him look really really. He just gave me a lot of flashbacks to Big Moon or Crazy Moon. Big Crazy Moon. Big Crazy Moon. Big Al. Can't believe I'm talking about Crazy Moon again. Dang. Hey, another Montreal film. Yep. Although that was actually a Montreal film. This was an American production filmed in Montreal. Yeah. Which, why? I thought it was. Go on, is that Big Al's review or? That was Big Al's review. That was it. Um, I'm going to go for. This is Big Al's. Good movie. Would have been better if uh, Ethan Hawke showed up his skin. I can dig it. <laughs> I can dig it. We should get Big Al on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is one from uh, Kitty Wirral, again from the United Kingdom. I have watched a lot of Angelina Jolie films. <laughs> this one is the most brilliant viewing for us who like her. I was on the edge of my seat, thrilling, nervous, fantastic story. I give his five stars. I would give it 50 if I could. Have not seen, no, have not seen should a great movie since Silence of the Lambs. This is not a scary film. Well worth watching. A great thriller. Kit. <laughs> Thank That's you for it. that. That's good. Uh, yeah, um, I gotta see. I gotta find a one star. Yeah, I gotta find. A, I gotta find a one star. The fact that it's difficult is, you know, maybe kind of wrong. sad. Maybe we. No. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go into IMDb for this one. I know this kind of. Um. Okay, but the issue with IMDb reviews is they're so much longer for yeah. the most part. Like people like just really. <sighs> Okay. Um Okay, let's go for PU from Jealous Jellius Venus. Third of January two thousand five. The movie seemed to start off holding some promise, but after seeing the interrogation room scene, I had only one hope that Ethan Hawke's character was not the bad guy. Otherwise the whole movie would be trite. Turns out my hopes were going to be dashed. Yep. This is a prime example of how not to construct a thriller plot. When you start piling on the improbable events, eventually the spell of the film becomes broken and you are just left waiting for it to be over. I could drive a semi through the plot holes in this one. One of the worst defending elements of this film would have to be one of the most basic. 
motivation. What is the purpose for this character to return to Montreal? The movie implies that the character kills people and assumes their lives for several years before moving on. Obviously, he hadn't been found out about yet. Why try to set up Ke- Kafer? Oh, wait, Kiefer? One second. I'm not. I'm tired. That's definitely Kafer. Okay. He's a Kafer. <sighs> or Kaifer. It's like K E I fer. Ah. Anyway. Why try to set up Kiefer Sutherland's character as the fall guy? What if the special investigator had been a guy? That's true. What if Costa hadn't been alone with the or the other inspector? What if Costa had been stopped before crashing the car on the bridge with the corpse next to him with the stu- fatal stomach wound? The only way his character could have succeeded to that point would have been if he could somehow predict the unpredictable. And that is why this film is so bad. The only thrills and chills here are trying to guess what idiotic event will be tacked on meaninglessly next the end result was never in question if you do want to see a film of this type done right c7 i wouldn't waste your time on this one here's two hours of my life i won't get back thank you jellius Venus. yeah uh yeah that basically sums it up Mm -hmm. is that reviews that's i think that's reviews for today folks okay moving on to news we got we got quite the doozy uh so Today in news, um, so this past week, uh, the Telegraph did a uh, kind of like a a piece on Kiefer Sutherland, uh, kind of just a retrospective uh, and an interview with him. Kiefer Sutherland on Hollywood hell raising and bouncing back. I'm one of the luckiest people I know. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like a it's it's quite a long piece. Um, I'm not going to go through everything about it, but great for long form. Yeah, it's, I suggest you read it. I'll put a link to it in the description. Uh, kind of just like goes through his history, uh, why he decided to start doing music. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, at one point, he owned, where is it? Uh, how much farmland did he own? He owned uh, 3,000 uh, acres in the Central Valley, and he's running wow. about uh, 1,000 head of cattle. Because, like, after he just was kind of in a bunch of terrible, like, 90s movies, um, he just decided, mm-hmm. well, I'm doing rodeo, and I'm going to go be a farmer. And then 24 <laughs> called, and he was like, I'm back in the game. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, go Kiefer. Amia says he's working on his third album. Working on, working on that. He's touring around Europe. Uh, he likes a clean kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, Glad to hear it. I, I like uh, if if I found out that he didn't like clean kitchens, I may have had to cancel him. That's true. He's uh, been married a few times, uh, divorced a few times. He's uh, currently see- currently seeing someone, but probably won't get married. He says he's not really big on marriage anymore for him personally. Uh, uh, talks about people yelling damn it Chloe at him classic Jack Bauer <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's really good the picture of him with uh, uh, Julia Roberts um, mm. that beard yeah I mean like I can't really blame him for not wanting to marry especially after like there was that time with Julia Roberts yeah. when they were like you know, set to be engaged, and she she just said nah like the day before. I mean, like, it's good that she did that because you know, reading the interview, she's like, 
I don't know what I was doing at the time. I don't know why this is a thing. But uh, I mean, that's fair. I don't think I could I could handle the kefir. Anyways, he, he says he likes to you know he likes likes to drink a bit. He's been to jail a few times. Mm-hmm. You know, if they they, they talk about to him about the the famous uh, Christmas tree video, and he's like, yeah, that's nothing. <laughs> wow, it's good. It's good. Well, yeah. That's, thank you. Go Luis. go read that. It's it's a long article. I'm like, no, I'm gonna read it to you. Ain't no. <laughs> what do you think this is? Dang audiobook. Bedtime. This is not bedtime. We're not reading you a story. I am not Adam Sandler. Or Larry the Cable Guy. No. Who I assume there's a seat. Am I thinking of the tooth? I'm thinking of the tooth fairy. Never mind. Yeah. Wait, there's a... What? There's a sequel to the tooth fairy starring Larry, huh? Larry the Cable Guy. Is there a sequel to Bedtime Stories? No. Welcome to He's a Bedtime Story. It's a new podcast. I feel like I knew about Tooth Fairy 2. Well, that's because... That's one of the movies, one of the many movies where Larry the Cable Guy plays someone named Larry. Mmm. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know why anybody ever even thought that Tooth Fairy 1 would be... So what movie are we watching next week? Didn't I pick this one? No, Cassidy did. Oh! Her famous trick move. Joker's trick! Um... One sec. One sec. One sec. I gotta pull it up on Letterboxd. Not suit Sirherland. Sutherland. Not Sirholt. Oh no. This is going poorly. Okay. Okay. Um. So we can't... I, all I know is there's a movie we can't do next week. Yes. It's called... It's called Freeway. Um, and the thing is, I have the chance to see it in theaters. Looking at the poster, I'm very jealous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways. So, could, uh, okay. You know what? Oh. What, is that from the movie? I Google image searched it. Well, I hope that if that's in the movie, if that's in the movie, that's already a kefir. Like that, that image has, you know, like it has cured my apathy from having seen Taking Lives. Like it has given me energy to do this podcast at the very least until I see that image in a film. Um, okay. Uh... I want to find. I want to watch one where he's starring. Okay, we could watch Desert Saints. I swear I have that one. Yeah, that's. That, I think that one's on. Either that's that's on some streaming service. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's um, on uh, Prime Video. Okay. Uh, Desert Saints. That's one of them. The other one, gotta be. Uh, uh, how about um wait how about the sentinel the sentinel yeah what is what is, what is ooh 
Ooh. It's got Michael Douglas. It, it does. <laughs> hmm. Where, where can we stream that? I don't know. I just I just guessed okay. it looked like enough of a movie to be. It's from 2006. Uh, it's available on Google Play, so we can stream cool. it. Hmm. Neat. I'm going to go Desert Saints. Okay, sounds good. Wonderful. Well, I guess it's that time. Guess it's that time. Uh, Wrap it up. Thanks to yep. Kaya for our fantastic podcast art. Go check out links to her other work in the description. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for theme music, Zach's Rock and Roll. Check out his yeah. links in the description. Yeah. Uh, go follow us on Twitter at HAKpod and mm-hmm. Instagram at HAKpodcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a review on iTunes. <laughs> um, yeah, you know. Call your parents. Call your parents. You haven't done they, that in a they, while. They love you. They worry about you. Call them. Tell them we 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 sent you. <laughs> tell them. <laughs> tell them Lanny sent you. <laughs> tell them Oof. Big Al sent you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to Big Al. Thanks, thanks to Big Al for for just wanting to see some Ethan Hawke. A bit more of him. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, boy. Uh, uh I've been your host, Actually Deep. I've been your host, Jaden Cron. And this is He's, He's the Keeper. Yeah, I mean, so like it must be. It must be decent if they're willing to, like, you know. That's true. That's a weird. I didn't really think of that. You know, like, it's got to be, like, a cult film to somebody. Oh, maybe they just knew, they knew that there's. Maybe it's a trap, they, Jaden. They, maybe, maybe this is a trap. <laughs> it's, the perfect, it's the perfect bait for me. I can't say no. And you know what happens to the bait? It always dies.